to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What is going on, Fantasy World? Week 2 is winding down. Well, it will be winding down when we hit the waivers. But boy, we got some games. You saw how my Cowboys came back? Did you see that? I know you didn't turn. Look, I was a little upset in the beginning of the game. I'm not going to lie. The the fumbles was ridiculous. You know, Dak and Zeke and Pollard was putting the ball on the ground. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Danny Schultz. I was like, oh, man, here we go. We was down 20 all early in the game. And then all of us, all of a sudden, they started to come back. That was probably the best comeback in Dak Prescott's career. It was spectacular. And the icing on the cake, the Falcons freezing on the onside kick. Oh, my goodness. Me and my kids were upstairs watching the game. And when that feel, when Greg Zerline, because thank goodness we don't have Brad Maher anymore because he would have shanked it left. We would have been upset. And that's, that's the word I'm going to use for here i'm going to just use upset because there's a lot of words you would use to describe that kind of feeling when brett maher can't kick from 40 something yards and beyond brett maher would have screwed that up but thank goodness we got rid of him we got greg zerline he kicks a field goal and it's a w oh my goodness that was the greatest feeling on sunday so i I went right outside the house i was talking crap to my neighbors because they all eagles fans and like I couldn't find my next door neighbor, he had disappeared on me because uh at the same time the Eagles was getting waxed by the Rams. So, you know, he didn't want to come out the house and say nothing to me. But he could hear me because I was slamming on his wall. <laughs> I was slamming on his wall. Uh to try to get his attention, but he wouldn't uh respond to me. So it's okay. But man, that was the best game to me that 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 week. Week two. Dallas versus the Falcons. Whoo, man. Beautiful. Just, just beautiful. And icing on the cake even further. I got the W this week in my top tier league. Excellent feeling. I'm not one. I'm not two and uh, oh and two like some other people. Not going to say any names, but you know who you are. If you're in the top tier league, you oh and two, baby. (laughs) I'm just messing. Um, yeah, I got the W. Um, I was a little nervous about what Drew Brees was going to do Monday night, but he seems to have fallen on his face without Michael Thomas in the game. Um, it was, it was a rough watch. Alvin Kamara had a great game, but you know, Drew Brees got out. He got outplayed by Derek Carr. Who saw that coming? I can't, I'm not going to sit here and try and pat myself on the back and say, oh, yeah, you know, Derek Carr's, I saw that coming. Nah, I, you know, we talked about him during our um, divisional breakdown episode when we did that division. And, um, you know, it was, it was something that Derek Carr just needs to be able to score more, score more points, hit more touchdowns because um, that wasn't, he only had 21 last year. His other metrics were great. But, you know, scoring in the red zone and putting up points is one of the Achilles heels for him. And it looks like they they found some way to get it done. You know, Darren Waller had a great game. Um, 
it, it was just a great performance by you know Derek Carr, and uh, you know they 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 put the bricks to the Saints, so it is what it is. But I hope you guys had a great week too. Um, I hope you guys won your you know your leagues for the week, so you don't have to go into Monday. Uh, you don't have to go into Tuesday rather. You know, all frustrated and sad because you, your fantasy team didn't make it. And I have to apologize. Um, I completely whiffed on Terry McLaurin and I'm upset about it because I talked about it on Twitter and, you know, the Patrick Peterson matchup with Arizona kind of had me shook a little bit. And the more I started talking to it with people, the more my position changed from I had him as a start and then. By the end of the conversation, before I dropped starts and um, starts and sits for the fantasy finance website, I had him as a sit, and that was a complete whiff by me. I gotta stick to my guns. I gotta follow. I gotta trust my gut, and you know I can't let that happen. So, if you if you were in that thread and you were we were conversing and we you know we agreed on, you know Terry McLaurin having a sit or being a sit for this week, you know that's my bad. I gotta. I got to be able to rise above it. So, but everybody that, you know, offered, you know, that conversation it was a good convo. So I can't be too mad. I'm just, oh man, if I had him in my lineup, I would have scored even more points. I wouldn't even have to watch the, the Saints Viking, uh, the Saints Raiders game. I would have just turned my TV off because it would have been a dub. And, um, I was going up against Drew Brees and, and only one league. So it is what it is, but let's get further into the podcast. In this episode, we will be introducing two new segments for the Fantasy's Finest podcast. We will be doing our studs and duds for the week. You you know, we get the premise of that. We get to highlight some of the guys who did really well this week in week two. And then we talk about the guys who sucked for your fantasy team. Um, For this, to make this a little more to hit home, I'll normally, you know, we'll highlight some other guys that have done, you know, bad you know, around the league, we won't get too depth in depth in it because there's a lot of, you know, for every good player, there's got to be a bad player. So I really want to highlight some of the guys that I had on my fantasy team that that played really well and then played really bad, you know, to make it more not accountable, but it's more like, hey, you know, these are the guys that I'm I'm playing and these are the guys that I've played and they did really well or did, you know, they did sucky for me. So, you know, just a, a little peek into what I'm doing as far as fantasy. So that way you're not like, oh, well, he's just saying stuff. He's not really doing it. You know, I'm, I'm walking in and I'm talking it. So it is what it is. And then in our second segment, we're going to introduce cop or drop. Basically, this is our waiver wire segment. And we're going to tell you or give you some names where you guys should cop, you know, pick this guy up off waivers or you should drop. Uh, some of the guys who you have on your team that aren't performing the way you need them to after two weeks or maybe three weeks heading into your third week of fantasy and they're not giving you the production you need you either want to put him on your bench or just drop him outright for somebody else who's on waivers who could pick your team up but you know what we got to get into before we start the show make sure you follow the fantasy's finest podcast across all your social media facebook twitter and instagram at fantasy's finest you can also follow the host of the show you know who i am will follow me at hype underscore finest you can follow jalen at ace underscore eca4 and you can follow mark at mcnucks that's it let's get into the podcast but first before we get into our main part of our show 
Let's hit the news because there's a lot of injuries going on. We're going to cover some of the big ones. Um, and it's uh, hopefully you've been able to dodge those injury bullets so far. So let's get into the news and see what's going on. News and notes from around the NFL. Okay, first up, sad man. Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back, is out for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, it, it's it was sad, man. It injuries this particular week have been going around the league, and it's been it's been dropping guys like flies. And say, unfortunately, if you were in the top three of your fantasy league and you drafted Saquon Barkley. You have you may have a major decision to make depending on how your team is set up. But um losing losing a guy like Saquon Barkley is a tough loss. It's just the guy's so talented. Um he's dealt with injuries the last two seasons, you know, this season and last season. And it just sucks because you don't get to watch, you know, a guy that talented be able to do his thing out on the field. And um, you know, hopefully you know, him and the rest of the guys that you know, are having season ending injuries, you know, we hope that, you know, that they are able to bounce back and, you know, come back to form, you know, even as fantasy owners, when guys get injured, when players get injured, it's not something that we want to glorify, but, you know, we want to, they're human, you know, they may be, they may be part of the game that we're playing, but, you know, you just want to keep that in mind. You know, some people lose it and be like coming at guys on Twitter because they got hurt. And it's like, are you serious? Like, that's not what you do as a fantasy owner, as a player of a of fantasy football. If you're an analyst or you do a podcast and you do that, man, like, that's just grimy stuff. I don't know how you have followers, you know, for real, for real. That's not something that I want to do for my show. None of my guys would do anything like that. Um, It's just, it's not, that's not appropriate behavior for fantasy football so you know don't if you do stuff like that man i might have to block you period like just don't do stuff like that these guys you know they put in the work so we want to show accolades and stuff like that when you know and support when they go down so let's get further into it panthers why panthers running back excuse me christian mccaffrey suffered an ankle injury during the tampa bay bucks game um he's expected to miss Multiple weeks, according to Adam Schefter, um, there was an update to that report. He's expected to miss four to six weeks. So that's another decision that you have to make um, in regards to what you're going to do for filling uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey's spot. Mike Davis came in relief for Christian McCaffrey after he went down. Uh, He had about 74 yards catching on eight targets. So it might be somebody you want to pick up um, just in case. You know, you don't have any better options on your team. Moving forward, the 49ers, man. If you're a 49ers fan, I, I feel for you because, you know, the Cowboys have had injuries, but they didn't lose a lot of their skill guys, man. But uh, they played the Jets week two. Jimmy Garoppolo went down with a knee injury. Raheem Moster went down with a knee injury, uh, a slight sprain in his MCL, I believe. Um, he's expected to miss some time. Nick Boza, he's out for the year. He tore his ACL. Tevin Coleman went down with an injury. Uh, he had a knee issue too. He's expecting to miss uh, 
I think he's expected to miss multiple weeks as well. It was just 49ers players was just dropping like flies, man. It was ridiculous. And uh, uh, I believe the 49ers team has expressed complaints against MetLife Stadium and their field and the conditions were poor. And, you know, basically the Jets suck and their stadium sucks, too, and it's taking out their players. So uh, we'll see where that goes with that. The Broncos lost Cortland Sutton after he messed up his knee on the the initial report was that he suffered a significant knee injury um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then later it was found out that he really messed, he really tore up his knee. So he's out for the rest of the season. Um, Just a a tough loss. And these are just some of the bigger names that got hurt. There were a bunch of injuries all across the, all across the league. Uh, So be on the lookout for our injury report, uh, which will be dropping later on this week on the fantasy finance.com. And, uh, it, like I said before, it's going to be constantly updated with, you know, the latest injuries and the updates on whether or not players are going to be playing. They're going to be active for, you know, week three. So be on the lookout for that. That's it. That'll wrap it up for our news. Now we're going to get into our new segment, studs or duds. Now for this segment, I'm not going to go through a whole bunch of guys, but I'm going to go through, you know, just a couple of, you know, guys that really stood out for me um, in our studs and duds section. So, you know, I got to talk about my guy, Dak Prescott, right? Well, why not? He was the QB one for week two, 34 for 47, 450 yards, 9.6 yards per attempt, four total touchdowns. And he had a petty touchdown, uh, when who was that it was a linebacker that hit him and they knocked him out of the game briefly and then Andy Dalton came in and then Dak hater Twitter kind of perked up because Andy Dalton was coming out and they thought Dak wasn't coming back in and he threw that that weird duck pass and it, it was like why would you throw down there it was ridiculous but the moment Dak came back into the game for one of his rushing touchdowns, he called his own number. He was like, okay, that's how you going to play me? Because the ball, he had he had got hurt or he had to get checked for a concussion because he took a cheap shot uh, as he let, he let go of the ball and the, the uh, defender, defender still came in and hit him. So the moment he came back in the game, <laughs> he was like, no, nah, I got this. Like He could have just handed the ball off to Zeke. But he was like, no, nah, I got this. And then he ran the touchdown in, and it was just like, you could see it in his face, like, don't try that crap no more. <laughs> That's my guy, yo. Uh, it was it was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. Um, but he lit it up for your fantasy team. If you had him on your team, he had, in some leagues I'm in, he had 40-plus points, uh, 50 because of bonuses. It was just, he used the QB1 for fantasy for week two. Outstanding. Um, another guy who I had who I have in my studs, Nick Chubb. Now, Chubb caught a lot of flack, you know, for that week, uh, week one performance where you know Baltimore Ravens just really just beat the brakes off of the uh, Cleveland Browns, and then Stefanski got cute, went away from the run game, even though both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were averaging over five yards a carry. But Nick Chubb bounced back in a big way against the Bengals. Uh, 22 attempts for 124 yards, two touchdowns, and still averaged over five yards per carry. He was destroying cats. Like watching him, I I, I can't remember the announcer's name on ESPN, 
But he was like, man, this guy looks like Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> That's a good comparison because the way he was running through dudes, it was like, you know, nobody wanted to tackle him. And that's the kind of performance that we should be getting used to from Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns run game. Even Kamara got into it. He had uh, 86 yards that game on just 10 attempts. So the run game is what's going to be the, the the piece that makes the Cleveland Browns offense go. And it's going to help Baker Mayfield uh, be more efficient. But they have to, Baker has to get it. I don't know what's going on with him, but... You know, hopefully whatever it is, whatever his ticks are, um, it'll be worked out and he'll make it'll make him more comfortable. But Nick Chubb is he's a bad man. And he, definitely this was a bounce back game for him after week one. Um, you should feel comfortable using uh, Nick Chubb going forward. Now, this guy was a streaming option for week two because Jack Doyle went out with a knee injury or ankle injury or one of those, it was very unclear what was it that prevented him from being able to start um, for week two. But Mo Cox, he uh, came into the game and he he lit it up. 111 yards on six targets, five catches, 16.1 fantasy points for your team. Now, we mentioned him as a streaming option and – I'm not going to go too far into the episode, but you'll see why um, he was mentioned as a streaming option because nobody seemed to realize that Jack Doyle was out for the game or the fact that they should have considered picking him up. But for whatever reason, he was still available in leagues and he's still available in a lot of leagues. But we'll go into into that further um, in the episode. But those are my studs. Now, as we move on to the duds. This guy is a big culprit for me because he almost cost me week two. Tom Brady. What the deuce, man? Like, what are you doing out there? All those weapons and you still can't throw more than one touchdown a game. What is I and I understand. Yeah, he's in a new team. I get all of that. But we're talking about Tom Brady. So he don't really he doesn't really get a pass. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, is age creeping up on him? I wouldn't say that just yet. We've seen how, you know, that has been mentioned before. And then Tom Brady turns it on and he's just, he just starts roasting dudes. So I won't say that just yet. But 23 for 35, 23 of 35, 217 yards and a touchdown. And he threw an interception. And I believe it was a pick six. No, that was the week before uh, against the Saints. But. Another interception against the Panthers. Their defense isn't good. He threw the ball right to him. Like, come on, Tom. I need you to be Tom Terrific, not Tampa. I don't need you to be Tampa no more. I want you to be Tom Terrific because you you gave me 10 points for fantasy, and I know you can do better than that. So let's get it together, Tom. Another culprit who had a dud, Todd Gurley. 21 for 61 yards, 2.9 yards per carry against my Dallas Cowboys. Now, I can't feel too bad about this because, you know, he did run up against my Cowboys. So, you know, I'm saying like he had to hit that wall. But but for him to not, he didn't really get involved in the passing game too much. He did, but he does. He's going to get the volume. So 
I wouldn't make too big of a deal about his performance going forward. He's going to get the work. He's going to get the goal line carries. So I'm a little at ease with that, but this was definitely a stinker. Just six points rushing for fantasy. That's not going to do it. So come on, girly, get your game up. Now this one, you, you, this guy is making me look bad because I had him as a bounce back candidate at the tight end position. Rob Gronkowski, one target, a donut for fantasy this week. One target, Chris Godwin is in an, even in the game, and you only get one target? Like, what's going on with that? Mike Evans got, it seemed like it was a Mike Evans vacuum out there. You know, it was just throwing the ball to Mike. He out there somewhere. Nobody else got any kind of any kind of targets. Come on. I'm telling you, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Rob Gronkowski is going to be good, but he's got to get involved in the game. One target is not going to do it. Way too many, way too many options for Gronk not to be involved and slink by unnoticed. Yes, Godwin got, he wasn't there because he was still in concussion protocol. I get it. But Scotty Miller ain't even had, and I didn't even ask Scotty Miller. Like I didn't want to beat up on the on the Bucks too much, but he had a dud game. I was so ready for the the Mike the Miller time, but he got nothing. It it was, it's disappointing because the opportunity was there. Chris Godwin wasn't there. You had the opportunity to get those guys involved in the game to facilitate for the fact that Godwin wasn't in the game. And they didn't do that. So definitely some duds right there. And then my final dud was this bull, Philip Rivers. 19 for 25, 19 of 25, excuse me, 214 yards and one touchdown. What is that? Come on, Rivers. Now, I know you lost Paris Campbell in the game. You know, he started off hot in week one. The, the PCL injury does suck. But 10.8 fantasy points, that's it? Against the Vikings? You saw what Aaron Rodgers did to them boys last week. And you can only throw one touchdown? You got Naeem Hines, who can catch touchdown passes. He ain't do squat. uh, Jonathan Taylor can catch. Throw him a touchdown around the five-yard line. If you don't want to throw, if you're not trying to throw deep. Mo Ali Cox was balling. You couldn't throw him a touchdown? Come on, T.Y. Hilton? I mean, come on, do something. It's, it's frustrating, you know, and I I have Phillip Rivers in a two QB league I'm in, and it's like, dog, I'm not putting him in my lineup no more. I gave him two weeks, and he flamed. So he got I got to slide him out of, my, out of my lineup and try and put someone else in that you know, in that super flex position. So those are my studs and duds for this week. Let's keep it moving on the episode and get to our cop or drop. Now I normally do a waiver wire list of players that you should be looking at um, on the website at the but I'm going to give you a sneak. This is more of a sneak peek for me. And when the guys get here, we'll share a little bit more of guys who we need, who you may need to pay attention to 
off waivers and you might need to pick them up, you know, so you can benefit from their skills for your fantasy team. So I'm going to start off with the Chargers running back Joshua Kelly. Now, he didn't have a great game, but what was interesting was the how his usage during the game against the Chiefs. 23 carries, 64 yards. Now, Austin Eckler did have a very, he had a much better game with much less carries. He had about 16 for over 100 yards. But the fact that they're using Joshua Kelly this much is very good for your fantasy team. Now, you're asking, you may ask yourself, well, come on, man. He may have gotten that that much yards, I mean, that, uh, that much carries, but he ain't getting no yards. The opportunity is there. Justin Herbert came in for Tyrod Taylor, who was injured before the game started. What better way to help your rookie quarterback come in than to rely on the run game? And you have two good running backs that you can use to get the job done. And I believe Joshua Kelly is getting more red, red zone looks or um, goal line looks than Austin Eckler right now. So that's something else to keep in keep in mind when you're talking about looking for a running back. Not to mention all of the running backs that you just lost. You lost three big running backs in Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, and Raheem Mostert. And if you want to count Tevin Coleman, you can throw him in there too. But if you're looking for another running back, Joshua Kelly might be the guy that put in your uh, put on your team. If he's getting, you know, if he's getting 15 carries or more a game, that's good. Plus goal line work. And he's only owned in 8% of NFL leagues right now. So Joshua Kelly could be a, a saving grace for somebody who's lost a big name. And your running back group is looking a little shallow because Saquon Barkley isn't there anymore. Or Christian McCaffrey isn't there anymore. Or you got to wait for them to come back. Another guy who I mentioned earlier in our studs uh, segment is Mo Ali Cox. He's barely even owned. And we don't know what Jack Doyle's status is going forward into week three. He could be out for another week. Um, Mo Ali Cox could have done enough where he has to, he gets a more defined role in the uh, Steelers, not Steelers, in the Colts offense. The loss of Paris Campbell could be huge. We don't know what the implications are of that yet. Michael Pittman, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but he's also in my cops uh, section. But for Mo Ali Cox, there's an opportunity there because you're missing an offensive piece. You're bringing up probably Zach Pascal and Michael Pittman is a rookie. But there's opportunity there. And if Jack Doyle doesn't play week three, who's getting a start? Mo Ali Cox. He's not even owned 0.1% in NFL NFL leagues. That's egregious, especially for what he just did last week. So check him out. If you got a spot that you can put him on your bench, you know, and wait and see what the re, what the word is on Jack Doyle for week three, I would do it. And of course, I already mentioned um, Michael Pittman a little bit, but with um, Paris Campbell, out indefinitely Michael Pittman gets a bump he's got more upside now because he's going to be in those two wide receiver sets with T.Y. Hilton and he's going to be on the field for three so he has the opportunity his opportunity is getting bigger 
He's only owned in 3% of fantasy leagues on NFL.com leagues. So he he's out there if you're looking for a wide receiver with upside. Put him on your bench and see what happens. You know, I'm not saying he's going to turn into Cortland Sutton. That production is, you know, they, they're not on the same level. But at least you have a back, you have depth now. And if he does pop, you can throw him in your flex. Or if he's really getting, he's really going off, you can throw him at your wide receiver, wide receiver two position. And then you're straight. But you're looking for guys off waivers who can give you an opportunity. And he, I think he's one of them. Another guy I'm looking at is KJ Hamler from Denver. He saw seven targets in week two against the Steelers. He's owned in only 2% of fantasy leagues. And with Cortland Sutton out for the season, is is Jerry Judy and it's KJ Hamler. And no effect gets a bump, but we're talking about wide receivers. More than likely, you're not going to have Jerry Judy on waivers. I would be shocked. But KJ Hamler is just 2% of NFL leagues. So if you need another wide receiver, that's where I would go. Um, but those are the copping. Those are the cops that I have for this week. Now we're going to get into some of the drops. And my first drop is Brian Edwards from the Las Vegas Rams. I had really high hopes for him, but it doesn't seem like they're going to get him involved in the offense. The um, Darren Waller is getting heavily targeted. Brian Edwards saw only two targets against the Saints. He saw one target against the Panthers in week one. Um, at this point, he's probably just taking up space on your bench. I I would hate to drop him and then he all of a sudden blows up and then we'll be talking about it later on in the season. But at right now, you just can't hold on to him. He's not getting the production. He's not getting the targets. He's getting the snaps, which is weird because he's out there for almost every down. But he's just not getting he's not getting looked at by Derek Carr. If it's not Henry Ruggs, if it's not Darren Waller or if it's not Josh Jacobs out of the backfield or one of the other running backs that they have to use for passing. He's just not getting involved. So if he's not bringing you fantasy points by this time, it might be time to move on. Another guy who I thought was going to have a good week because the Jets wide receivers were all banged up was Chris Herndon. And he can go back to waivers. And the reason why I say that is because the Jets offense is trash truck juice. It's horrible. Bad. I don't even want to. I can go into other synonyms to use to describe the Jets offense, but I won't waste the time. It's just not good. They don't score a lot of points as it is. Herndon's not getting. He's getting targets, but he's not getting the yards. Sam Darnold's not throwing that far downfield. And Sam and Chris Herndon is not going that far. So there's just no there's no points. Maybe in PPR he could be good, you know, because he's getting, you know, seven. Well, I believe he had four targets in week two. A couple yards, maybe 30, 40 yards, seven points, eight points, maybe. But I can't risk that. I need something more from my tight ends because you're not getting a lot of production out of them if you don't have any of the big ones. You know, Kittle's hurt. Jordan Reed blew up. You know, there are other guys that are out there that are putting in, they're putting up much more uh, points than Chris Herndon. So I'm not, I'm not keeping him on my bench. 
He's going back to waivers. He can surf that for a little while. Um, this one is more on the nose is Paris Campbell because he's out indefinitely. Um, he's not a stash, you know, maybe in dynasty formats, you put him on your bench or you put him in a taxi spot and, uh, you hold on to him. But if you're in a redraft league, you can let Paris Campbell go. Um, he's not coming back anytime soon, so it doesn't make sense to hold on to him. Now back to the jets. And I did this on purpose because, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, um, you know, I don't like Sam Darnold and my guys, Mark and Ace Jalen, you know, they, they love Sam Darnold. And when James Cole was on, you know, he kind of solidified it for them. And, uh, you know, it's just like, okay, how's Sam Darnold doing now? <laughs> but Sam Darnold's trash. I mean, the last two weeks have, if you've had him in your fantasy lineup, I feel bad for you. Because I don't know what you were doing during the draft. I don't know. Maybe you got drunk and, you know, your friends set you up and, you know, you waited until the very last moment to draft a quarterback and Sam Darnold was there. But if you have Sam Darnold in your lineup, you should be ashamed of yourself. Plain and simple. Sam Darnold is garbage. I'm sorry, guys. He he just is. Top 20? <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh he's not gonna be top 20 but don't put him in your fantasy lineup put him back on waivers where he belongs maybe he'll give you a week where he can you can stream him but don't have him on your team he shouldn't be on your fantasy lineup he shouldn't be on your bench put him back in waivers and move on with your life you'll feel better and finally well, not finally. I got one more. I got two more, actually. Corey Davis. Now, I know everybody was excited about the week one grab, um, and it kind of gained momentum when A.J. Brown was out with the brown, brown, bone bruise. Getting those words mixed up. But the bone bruise made uh, A.J. Brown sit out for week two. Um, you were hoping for a little bit more production. He only had three catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. Eh, that's like, you know, 12 points. For fantasy and PPR, that's not bad. But we we've been down this road before with Corey Davis about him having you know blow up games, and then all of a sudden he falls off the face of the earth. He pulls a Sammy Watkins, and I'm not about to waste the time to keep him on my lineup. You know he was a good pitch for you know AJ Brown being out. The targets had to go somewhere, but if AJ Brown comes back in week three. I don't see Corey Davis having much of a role. You've seen what happened with John O. Smith. Um, he was more the focal point for the offense without uh, A.J. Brown in it. So I think they're going to go that way. And if they go continue to travel, you know, to the tight end position and look for John O. Smith to really help and bail Ryan Tannehill out, especially in the end zone, Corey Davis is not going to have you know, he's not going to be fantasy relevant unless AJ Brown is gone. So um, I think you can safely put him on back on waivers and uh, look for better options like Russell Gage or, you know, somebody like that. And finally, now I mean it this time, finally, Jordan Howard. Did anybody see Miles Gaskins coming out of, out of Where did he come from? Wherever he came from, he stole the show because he's relegated Jordan Howard to strictly backup duty he hasn't cracked 10 carries in two games 
um, he's not he's not doing it. He's not getting the production. Miles Gaskins is getting all of the work, whether it's receive you know catching passes out of the backfield, um, getting the carries. He's out carried both Breda and Jordan Howard to this point. So I know you were hope I know we were all hoping for Jordan Howard to have a big role in the Miami Dolphins offense, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So Jordan Howard is a guy that you can safely put back on waivers and try and look for a better option. Or you might need to make a trade because running back is a little thin. So, you know, they're not, there aren't a lot of guys who haven't been owned at this point. Um, Like I said, Joshua Kelly is one of the guys you should target. And, um, if there's another running back, he'll be on my he'll be on our list for waiver wires heading into week three. So make sure you check that out when it drops uh, later this week on the fantasiesfinds.com. But that'll wrap up this episode. We are done. A little short this time. You know, I'm not talking y'all guys' heads off as much as I used to. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. Make sure you check out the fantasiesfinds.com for our latest reports on the waiver wires, starts and sits the injury report and other stuff that will be dropping on the website as well. You know what you guys got to do to hook a brother up, show us some love, leave some reviews on Apple podcasts, give us some more stars. Let us know that you're liking the show, leave some feedback, things that you want to hear, you know, and we'll try and get them into the show as well. Um, I guess I could, if you want to leave us questions um, for fantasy, you know, you can, we have a lot of conversations on Twitter. Um, we really like that. But if you want to leave us a question on the show, you can email us at fantasiesfinest3 at gmail.com. And I'll tweet that out as well. Um, and I'll put that on the social media account uh, for Gmail. And maybe we could start a mailbag. I don't know. We've, get, we've been getting a lot of DMs um, as far as, you know, people asking us questions, grading their grading their. Um, fantasy teams and asking us starts and sit questions so we really appreciate the love you guys are showing um, the listeners that have been able to respond to us on twitter and our social media we really appreciate it so let's wrap this up let's close it down we will talk to you guys in our next episode peace thanks for listening to the fantasy's finest podcast be sure to join the community on facebook and follow us on twitter too at the fantasy's finest See you next episode.